The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer and TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk to Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee, formerly the Iconics, in the WWE, what are they doing now? What's their future? We have a reunion right here on Busted Open. Also, just days away from her big match at Double or Nothing for the AEW Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Okay, Lee, how are you this morning? Oh. Hello! Thank you. How are you? We We're are great. excited. Oh, cool. Big awesome. reuniting and it feels so good. Yay! <laughs> so, ladies, obviously, thank you for being here. Um, yep. I watched the first episode of Offer Chops. Uh, on YouTube, I listened to everything, and one of the things that resonated me right off the bat was how you both you talked about your friendships with one another and how you both feel the most comfortable in each other's company. You feel like you can truly be yourselves. I just want you to know that we want you to be yourselves today. You're in a safe place. You're amongst friends. Um, we're both, you know, big fans of yours. And, and I want to get my first question out of the way. And I don't know if you've really gone in detail about this, but I want to know, in your opinion, what the frick happened? Uh, Do you even know what happened? I wish I knew, to be honest. When I say that I was in, like, it was a total shock. I had no idea. When I got the phone call, I thought it was in regards to something else. I was like, oh, they needed to do something. I'm, I'm needed for something else. And when I heard those words, you know, we're, we're going to release you, my heart dropped and I was just, I was so shocked and I was just heartbroken and I, I don't have any answers and I don't think I'm ever going to get answers. So at the moment, I'm just trying to like, just have peace with that. Cassie, did you feel the same way? 
So it was absolutely a shock because, I mean, I obviously they do, you know, the budget cuts once a year, but they hadn't done it in a while. And then I thought last year's was just purely because of the pandemic. So I didn't see it coming and maybe I should have, especially because I was really doing nothing since they split us up. Um, so I was like laying in the middle of a massage in my bedroom and the husband walks in and says, you should probably check your phone. And I was like, uh, okay. And then I checked it and I was like, yep, I'm done. Jumped up off the bed, not wearing anything. <laughs> and uh, that's when I realized what was going down. Um, complete shock. And I feel like we're still going through waves with it. Whereas like, one day I'll feel like so free and so excited for these opportunities that now we can take upon ourselves, you know? And then other days I'm just like, I sit there wondering like, like, ah, I, I just don't understand. And I, I like Jess said, I don't think we ever will understand. And to be honest with you, I don't really think there's much of a reason other than cuts had to be made. It really is yeah. mind boggling. Go ahead, bully. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts have to be made, but you don't make them when you have entertaining talent. You don't make them when you have two women like you who could maximize one minute of television time better than I've seen any other talent do. And I'm not blowing smoke up your asses because I don't do that. Um, do you feel that maybe creative didn't get you, didn't understand you, didn't know what you brought to the table? when did things when did things with creative seem to start to go the wrong way like why did they split you up who thought that that was a good idea so to be honest with you I feel like creative maybe never really understood us um when we first came in um Vince really loved our first promo and he was like let give them a microphone every week which thank the lord because not many people get that opportunity and that's like such a good way to, to for the audience to really get to know you and understand who you are so I know Vince enjoyed it but I just don't think creative understood it and they kind of like wanted to send us in this direction that like it, it was it was fine but I was just like oh, I'm not sure that they really understand like what we kind of see for ourselves um but yeah I don't know I, I'm not sure that they ever like really understood us. And then when they split us, it was like, well, now we understand them less. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I splitting us was, um, I thought they thought they knew what they were doing by breaking us up, but I don't think they really understood it um, because we are different individually and together. It's night and day. And I think for entertainment purposes, it's just so different. And after they split us up, you know, we, we were struggling. I had no idea who I was. You know, you just took away not only like my best friend and, and my tag team partner, but she was like my my comfort zone, my support system. And that was kind of stripped away. And I was like, I, huh? I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I? Uh, I know who I truly am inside, but I kind of had this image that I needed to be like, you know, come out and be like sexy or like, you know, hit a moonsault or something like that. And I'm just like, that's just not me. I'm, that's, just, that's just not me. And then it wasn't until... I got drafted to SmackDown, which I think really helped me. You know, I would I would talk to TJ a lot and be like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. This is what I think is relatable to people. And he was like, go for it. He's like, you need, you need to do it. And I was able to show, you know, for a while who I really am. And I thought it was getting received well. You know, I, I was having a blast at TVs. I, I was having fun. I was doing 
what I wanted to do and, and feeling really fulfilled. So that's why it was even more of a shock to me as well. Well, I'll say this, and this is 100% true because anybody who listens to this show will know exactly what we're talking about. Bully for weeks, and I do mean weeks, could not understand why they split you up. Like, like bully, it was like a bad breakup, you know? Like, it was just like, could not wrap his mind around it. But now you get past the split, and, you know, Jessica, I got to be honest with you, the stuff you were doing with the 8x10 and the resume was laugh out loud funny. Laugh out loud funny to the point like every single Monday, Bully would come on the air. This is a Hall of Famer. This is one of the greats of all time was saying about that the best part of the show this past Friday was the 90 seconds that Jessica was on the air. Now, Cassie, for you, like... You had one of your best matches against Asuka. The next day, we got full phone lines of people saying, like, thank God, like, they finally gave her the opportunity, and she had one of the best matches, and that was the the best match on, on Monday night. Like, like, and then the next news we hear is that you're both gone from the company. It makes absolutely no sense. I would have to think, Jessica, with you, with the 8x10, and especially with you, Cassie, after that match, you're probably thinking, all right, we finally found our way. Our, our path is now paved with gold moving forward. No? I don't know. I, um, I'm, I, I'm so new to this. I really don't even know what, like, Tuesday and not Tuesday, but um, that match I had with Asuka was kind of strange because afterwards I, was, I felt so happy and so fulfilled. Like, yes, I feel like I'm finally, like, scratching my wrestling itch. But I had this really freaking strange feeling overcome me. And I like to think I'm a little bit psychic, so maybe that's why I had this feeling. Um, but I just had this strange feeling that that was going to be my last wrestling match. Um, and there was nothing, like, it was just this feeling that came over me and then it went away and then nothing. But And then I found out afterwards I only got that match because someone had COVID. It wasn't because, like, my Raw Talk promo got me the opportunity or... You know, like every time I spoke to creative, like I couldn't get past creative. Like I just could not get through the creative walls and, and get ideas pitched. And I was just struggling. But yeah, I had this just strange feeling that that was my last match. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy that you felt that too. Because for, for me, it was the opposite. You know, with the, with the headshot and resume, it was my first promo that I ever did on SmackDown. And it was... You know, I read it and it was like, okay, you're going to present them with a headshot and a resume. And I was like, oh, this is cool. They're kind of like reintroducing me to SmackDown as a singles competitor. And then once we did it, I was like, oh, I just want to keep doing this. Like, I felt like that was something I could really do because I love to interact with everybody, men, women, superstars, announcement team, whatever. I just love to interact with people. So I said to the, to the writers afterwards, I said, I want to do this every week. I said, if you have a 30 minute segment that you need to fill. If you have a pre-show, which I was, thank goodness, I was on like four or five pay-per-views in a row, just on the pre-show for, for 30 seconds or a minute. I was like, any spot where you need to fill time, let me give it to somebody and we can just see what happens. And thankfully I got that opportunity. So I was feeling really good. And then, you know, WrestleMania comes around and I'm in the, you know, the tag team gauntlet with Carmella and we were super excited to work together. 
I literally, right before we went out, I was like, is there a bed sheet I can use to try and recreate her entrance? Like, let's just try and do something fun and like make people remember our entrance. Cause that's all I ever, you know, people aren't going to remember me for my headlock takeover or my head scissors. They're going to remember me for, for, you know, entertaining them, making them smile, making them laugh, which is all I've ever wanted to do. Um, and I was told that Carmela and I were doing stuff afterwards. So that's why it was even just more of a shock. And it, it's, it's hard, man. I mean, Cass and I, it's, it's hard. Like she said, it, it's ups and downs. Some days you're fine and some days you're not. You really have to grieve it. I think you two are entirely too talented to not have a future in this industry. There's plenty of other companies out there. You're doing, you're on your feet with off, uh, offer chops. Um, your personalities are going to shine through. If I had the pencil for any company, you'd be hired already. You'd both have contracts. Um, you know, um, Cassie, for me, it wasn't about your match. I thought the match with Oscar was good, but you know what? I know how meticulous the ladies can be at times. You went over it a couple of times. You had it down. You did your stuff. It was the raw talk that really resonated with me. And it resonated so much. I don't know you. I don't even know if we've ever met back in the day. But I felt the need to pick up the phone and I DM'd you and I said, excellent job on raw talk. Because I found myself moved by this opposite side of you. Like I'm used to seeing the goofy, quirky side. And now all of a sudden you're looking down the barrel of the camera going, hey, it's my time to shine. It's when you see moments like that that you realize that you have something in the talent. And with Jess, no bullshit. The first time you ever went, ah, I, I jumped off my couch. I popped so hard. And the only reason I would tune into SmackDown is to listen to you say, ah. So, like, so if, if you can get over with, with stuff like that, you know, whatever we don't want to spend the rest of the time talking about i just wanted to know if you guys had known what happened i can tell by looking at you and listening to you that the raw emotion is still there but trust me you're both are, you're gonna do phenomenal because you're too talented yeah tell me about what you have going on tell us about what you have going on with offer chops and where you would both like to see yourselves wind up and do you want to stay together yes we definitely want to stay together we want to move forward together because of that we just like we said in the first episode of offer chops that we're just most comfortable together and we can play off each other so easily like we don't even have to talk about what we're going to do we just go out there and it just kind of comes naturally to us because we have so much history together um i think like when it's organic like that it's better than obviously he's your script um so we definitely want to move forward together um off her chops we're so excited because we've been wanting to do a podcast for a while so and it was like that first thing when we found out we were like getting the sack uh we were like let's do the podcast um and we kind of got moving on it straight away so we're so excited about that yeah it's something that we've wanted to do like i said for a long time um and now that we're unemployed we have the the time to do so uh it's been a lot of fun um, a lot of work goes into it, but we're enjoying it. Um, yeah, we definitely want to stay together. And I think like any, like we would love to work for any other company. And it's just, we feel like we could help a tag team division at whatever company um, kind of, you know, we choose to, to go with or who reaches out and stuff. We just feel like um, that's something that we could help because we, we still love tag team wrestling. That was our goal all along to really 
build tag team wrestling and women's tag team wrestling up. So um, we would love to do that at any company. Have you two talked about the possibility of one of you getting a call from the, a company, but the other one not getting a call and how you would handle that situation? I don't know if we've necessarily talked about that, but what we do know is that we're a package deal. We're going to move forward together. Nice. And that's what it is. Loyalty. That's uh, that's yeah. rare, it seems, in the wrestling business, but you two have it, and that's awesome. Um, you know, listen, what happened in the other company happened, but you did have moments. I mean, or that the moment at WrestleMania 35, you know, in front of over 75,000 fans. I mean, not a lot of wrestlers get that moment. You guys had that moment. The fans, the fans all the fans in attendance during that match were definitely behind you two. What was that moment like for you both? Uh, it, yeah wow I it always gives us goosebumps when we talk about it it was so special I mean to have a goal to get to WWE together and then to reach that and then to have a goal to help pioneer the women's tag team division and, and do that but then also to win the championships at Wrestlemania like not many people can say that they've won a championship at Wrestlemania so we was just so grateful and it was like the highlight of our career. You know, that's everything that we had worked for came down to that one night. And I remember walking out and just seeing a sea full of people and Cass was next to me and we're holding hands, walking to the ring. And I was like, wow, this is what it's all about. You know, 15 years in the making came down to that, that one match and it was everything I could have hoped for. And it'll probably make me cry if I ever watch it again, um, very special. Yeah. Yeah. That was like Jess said, what we had been working for for so, so long. So, um, it, it was just so special. And then with, um, elimination chamber prior to that to announce or to, for the inaugural championships, like, uh, that was such a fun match for us. But I think in that moment, we, we wanted to show more, uh, just because we felt like we had, been so vocal about helping to pioneer this division. We wanted more for it so that when we got actually WrestleMania happened, we were like, holy freaking cow. I really believe everything happens for a reason. And then like, so knowing what happened at WrestleMania, obviously I know Elimination Chamber happened for a reason. Uh, and I would not give anything for that moment we had at WrestleMania in front of fans too. Like that, I feel like we take that for granted now. I look back and I'm like, wow, we're so lucky that we had fans. Like because just the emotion and the atmosphere when when Jess pinned um who did you pin? Bailey. Uh, uh no, Beth. You pinned no, I think you pinned Bailey, mate. No, I pinned Bailey. Yeah. You chucked Beth out the ring. You said, get I on do, out here, mate. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that moment was so special. And I, I've never felt like the like my body just drain of everything. And I, it was just, it was a lot. <laughs> so th this moment, which is the, was the biggest moment of your career, um, for those fans that might not know your history, and if I have my story straight, yep. when you first met in Australia, you two didn't like each other very much, did you? <laughs> no, it, we had a rivalry. When this was in high school, in high school, like that's high how school. it goes back. Yeah, we did not like each other in high school. We should have because we had the same interests, but we instead we decided enemies. Yeah, we, we thought we were the biggest wrestling fan in the high school. And because we were the only two, it was like, 
<laughs> giving each other the side eye. Um, but it's funny, we had never spoken. And then the second that we spoke, we became best friends. <laughs> so it's just funny. <laughs> and it must have made a moment like WrestleMania that much more for you guys to know about where you had come from and what you had be, been able to accomplish together. Um, looking ahead, looking forward, is there a particular company that catches your eye that you fit would be that you feel would be a good fit for the type of wrestlers or entertainers uh, and, and what you bring to the table? I think. Um... It's tough because, for example, AEW, I feel like we could really help their women's division. They don't necessarily have a women's tag division. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, but I feel like we just have that TV experience that we could bring to the division and, and help build that up. And then with Impact, they have a women's tag team division, a, a well-established the knockouts division that I feel like we could easily slip into. So it's like, I feel like we have a lot to offer both of them. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to figure out where you think would be the best fit because we are wrestlers, but then we are heavily personalities and, and character and we, and we love that. So I think it's just blending the two like we always have and just figuring out which company we think we would be better with, you know, AEW or Impact. Uh, you're both friendly with Tennille Dashwood, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, the three of you all being Australian, right? Ah. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Three Aussies. Instead, in, instead of Bad Street USA, maybe Bad Street AUS. Who knows, you know? <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. And then, see, that's the fun thing. There are so many possibilities. Like, there is, there is so many possibilities, and that's what's exciting to us. Like, like you said, there, there is a possibility that there's an Aussie trio, you know? There's possibilities for us being a tag team somewhere else. There's just possibilities. And we have to, like, keep excited. I mean, we still have a while before we can do anything. So we're just trying to get all the information that we can and figure out what's the best move for us. Um, but it's exciting, you know? And I like to keep people guessing, you know, keep them on their toes a bit. I, I, I kind of like the idea. Get Colin Hay as your manager. I think that would be really big. Cassie, let me ask you something. Uh, and may, if it's too personal, you know, Uh-oh. please stop me from asking. But like, how many times has Sean embarrassed you at a restaurant? Looking at what happened in that restaurant on AEW Dynamite last week, I would have to think that if they ever got his order wrong, he probably embarrassed you. So obviously, he's got this persona. He's a little bit of a a little bit of a psycho at the moment, but also at home, like he's a Canadian gentleman. That's what he is. But um, actually recently um, we went out to a restaurant and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I know Jess does as well. We do the baby talk, like, you know, whatever. So we were like baby talking at a restaurant to each other. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Did, did you just say that Sean Spears, the chairman, the guy who cracks people in the head with steel chairs, does baby talk? Oh, my God. oh, you're in trouble, Cass. I know I'm in so much trouble right now. Look, there's his chair. Can you see that? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Everybody out there in radio land can't see it. But yes, there's his chair. So can you describe Sean Spears' baby talk to us, please? Oh, boy. You just stepped in oh, it. God. He's going to be so upset with me. And I'm coming for you. <laughs> we call each other Bubba. Blame it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you <laughs> So we just, we sometimes we talk like this to each other 
And then he didn't see the waiter came from behind him and, and said, would you like some more water? And he was so lucky he snapped out of it, but he almost went, yes, please. Bully, come on. He like what? said, Yes, please. Come, that's not, that's not, I mean, Violetta and I do that. We do like kind of the Polish baby talk back and forth. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nice. I agree. I agree. But so he's got this contrast with me. He's a real Canadian gentleman. But with anyone okay. else, the chair. The chair. <laughs> Jess, if this is too personal, you're, are you in a relationship? You're not. You don't date anybody in the wrestling industry, or not with anybody in the wrestling industry, are you? Or so, um, I actually announced this on our first episode of the podcast, but it was only for the audio. Um, but I came out and said that I'm actually married, and yes, and what 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 it is something, what what it is what. Something that Yep. So I, I've, I've been married for almost seven years and we've been together for almost 13. Wow. And it is something that I have kept private since I moved here. And um, so it was a big deal letting that out because I've never, I've been extremely private about my personal life. Well, and I love that no one you. knows. Yeah. Good for you. That's actually, that, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in people should always protect their personal lives. And wow, that is quite shocking. Married, well, God bless you. Good for you. Thank you. Yes, he's great. And and just on the topic of baby talk, um, we call each other Snoogie. So that's not another nice one. <laughs> nice one. I, I I don't think I can call Velvet Snooky. Yeah. What I, do you call her? Too well. Yeah. What do you call her? <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> your what's your name, sweet child? Velvet. <laughs> Get in here. <laughs> Actually, that's how Violetta talks to me. David! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, no, listen, seriously, no matter what happens, I mean, Bully and I are huge fans, but we're not the only two huge fans. I mean, you have millions of fans across the world that love what you were able to accomplish those last few years in the WWE. Let me tell you something, and I, I make no bones about it. This is the WWE's fuck up. They fucked up. They really did. I mean, they fucked up first by breaking you up, and then they doubled down and fucked up again by letting you both go. But their loss is going to be another company's gain. So I know whether it's the Off Offer Chops podcast, which I know is going to be huge, but when you do find a home together, and by God, Bully, how exciting is that? That's like... That's like Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson territory where they're loyal with one another and they're not going to break up. I think that's amazing. But you guys are going to find a home and you're going to kill it. And one day the WWE is going to regret their decision if they haven't already. Thank you. That is so yeah, nice. Thank you. It's been, and, it's been and, a rough month, so we really appreciate you guys saying that. And, you know, I'm like I'm pretty bad with social media. I don't like reading too much. But I would say like quotes from your guys' show, like just, you know, um, showing support for us and sending out like nice stuff that you liked on TV and stuff. So I really appreciate that. And that means a lot coming, coming from you guys. So thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Serious XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93. Anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh my God! 
your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere. Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. How are you, doctor? I've never been better. Honestly, I'm so ready to go. I'm laser focused. I'm chatting with you fine men today. And then I'm, I'm headed straight to the dental office to work. And then I'm going to Jacksonville tonight. Britt, first question from me, right off the bat. Where's your freaking action figure? Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Listen, if I see that Jeremy guy this weekend, I'm going to punch him straight in the face. I swear to God, because he, you know, he thinks it's a joke at this point. It's not a joke. People want my action figure. Do people want to make money or not? Like the joke's over. Give me a damn action figure. You're being serious right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. Cause it's like, it was funny at first, but then like after the eighth Cody, like it's not funny anymore. It's getting ridiculous. Well, I, I have to say the eighth edition of the Cody Rhodes action figure is pretty cool. I mean, it's good no, to have it's eight not. of them. You just wait. When they, when they drop that Brit figure, good luck getting one because you won't find those probably until my next title run. They're going to be flying off the shelves. 
Now, Dr. Britt Baker, I know you do at times listen to Busted Open, and I'm sure you've heard me and Bully scream your praise on the air each and every day here. And Bully has made it very, very clear. After your match with Thunder Rosa, I came on the air and started the show by saying, you know, Dr. Britt Baker is the face of your women's division on AEW. And Bully was like, she's not. Dr. Britt Baker is the face of AEW dynamite each and every Wednesday night. Do you feel the same way? I do. Maybe uh, not at first, but now it's, it's, I've made myself completely undeniable. You can't turn the channel when I'm on TV. You listen to every word that comes out of my mouth. I demand a presence. And that essentially is what the company stands for. When you need somebody who you can't look away from. And that's what I am. You know, it's interesting. You say you can't look away from and you command a presence. Um, Two weeks ago, you had to sit down with JR and it was something about the way you were looking at the camera every so often. And I said this and I hope you don't take offense to this, but I said, Britt, I fucks the camera and you really Mm -hmm. do. It's as if you look through the camera. Do you and you don't blink a lot. Do you consciously? It's because I believe 100% in every word that's coming out of my mouth. I'm not racking my brain for something to think of. I'm not telling a lie. I'm telling you the gospel truth and what I believe in my heart and in my soul. So when you're, when you're that confident in what you're saying, you don't blink. You don't look away. You, you tell them exactly what you're thinking. It makes perfect sense to me. And I think Bully's right in the fact that how could you not? We talked about that too. So right now you're killing it in the ring. You're killing it on the microphone. You kill it in the back with vignettes. And now here on Sunday, you have this championship opportunity against Sheeta. Like all the credit to you, Dr. Britt Baker, because seriously, you are Dr. Britt Baker. You've excelled in one profession. And on Sunday, you now have the chance to be a world heavyweight champion. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get kind of pissed off when I when people point out the fact that I have two careers and use it against me saying, oh, well, she's not committed to wrestling. No, I am. I'm just that much committed to another career, too. I have no time off. So when the wrestlers are at home for the week, enjoying time with their families, going out, going to parties, I'm working I just don't have time off. I put just as much, probably double the time into professional wrestling as anybody else. And that that's why I'm the face of AEW. And what those bottom feeders don't realize that if God forbid you had a career ending injury where you shattered your ankle and you could never wrestle again, you can be a doctor of dentistry for the rest of your life. That's why what you're doing is very smart. One of the first piece of advice you'd see to every any young wrestler is get a degree, get your college education, always have something to fall back on. So what you're doing is is very smart. Do you feel do you ever feel like you want to be a pro wrestler more than what you're doing in your dentist practice? So because pro wrestling is a drug. And I'm sure you became a dentist because you really wanted to, but eventually that pro wrestling drug really starts to get a hold of you. Do you feel like it happened? It's happening more and more? Now more than ever. I, de- I definitely feel that. Um, I always say that dentistry keeps me grounded because the, the professional world we live in is, is insane and crazy. And we all, you know, we have our alter egos and whatever. So dentistry keeps me grounded, but dentistry I have forever. I can be a dentist when I'm 70 years old if I want to. Right now is my time to be a professional wrestler. So I consider myself a full-time wrestler and a part-time dentist. I only work, I can only work three days a week in the office with our with our road schedule. So 
I, I think now is my time to focus my life as much as I possibly can a hundred percent on wrestling, but you know, I'm, I'm superhuman. So I have more than hundred percent in the tank. So I have some percentage left over to give to dentistry. All right, let's talk about Sunday, double or nothing on pay-per-view stack card match. Every match is a main event match, especially mm-hmm. the match that you have with Sheeta. Sheeta has been a champion now for over a year in AEW. Talk about your opponent on Sunday. So Sheeta, Sheeta became champion in, in the midst of the pandemic when it was really, it was brutal. We didn't have fans. We didn't know when we were going to have fans. We didn't know when we were going to have, get to, to do TV tapings. And to carry a title during that period of time is, is very difficult. And I'll be honest, I don't know a year ago if I could have done that. I think Sheeta was the perfect person and she had a very respectable, honorable, the longest title ring in, in AEW history. But here I am now. And time's up, Sheeta, because I, like I said, I've made myself undeniable. You can't look away from me. I'm the best in the ring. I'm the best on the mic. I have everything it takes to be the face of this company, except a championship title belt around my waist. That's all that's missing. So once I have that, it is game over, boys and girls. It's, it's all elite DMD at that point. Britt, can you guarantee victory at double or nothing? Yes, there is. I I am so laser focused. There is absolutely nothing she can do. She can do to me that I'm not already thinking about. I am 10 steps ahead of her. I've studied my whole life from the time I was in kindergarten till till now. I've been studying. I'm a dentist. There is nobody in this business that, that can study and pick apart material better than I am than I can. And that's all I've been doing is watching Sheeta matches. I know everything she has. And I know her weaknesses and I know what breaks her too. Why were more people talking about you after your match with Thunder Rosa than the woman that actually won the match? Because I'm the star. I am, I am the star when it comes to me and Thunder Rosa. She's technically sound. She's a fierce competitor. She's a badass, but I am the star. And I'm the one that put my life on the line in that match to win. Did, and I, at the end of the day, I didn't. But did I? Because like you said, everyone was talking about me. It was my blood that was all over the ring. It was my, The thumbtacks were in my back because I was willing to die to win that match. And not everybody has that in them. So would you say that you are a perfect example of getting over is a lot more important than going over? I think I'm probably like the Webster definition of that. <laughs> Um, Thunder Rosa, we know, is definitely extremely physical and, and capable of being a top wrestler in AEW. She's ranked high on the power rankings. Obviously, she beat the hell out of me for wearing your T-shirt out in Buda, Texas. But seriously, Brent, how important was that match with Thunder Rosa on AEW Dynamite? Did it really skyrocket your career after that match? Absolutely. I said one of the... I think everybody that's a professional wrestler, a goal is to be respected by your peers, by by the people you look up to, by the fans, is to be respected. And and I feel like I drew a lot of respect out of people in that match. And that's that's better than any championship title you can win. With that being said, that match I think was the final stepping stone I needed to prove 
that I'm ready for the title and it's my time and I'm going to have the title. Talk about your on-screen and off-screen relationship with Reba. She seems to be the perfect uh, sidekick for you and you guys have incredible chemistry. I would imagine that your off-screen relationship is very tight. Yeah, we're, she's one of my best friends. She knows me better than anybody, especially when it comes to professional wrestling. I, I look at her and she knows what I'm thinking. And when you have that, that's the most, that, that's the most dangerous kind of chemistry. That's nuclear chemistry when you just have to make eye contact and she knows what I'm thinking. And that's props to her, not me. She's that smart and she's that dedicated to her role as my right-hand woman. Does your confidence ever get mistaken for ego amongst your peers? I'm sure it does. Ask me if I give a damn. No. If, if those people that were jealous of me had what it takes to be in the position I am, then they'd be here, wouldn't they? So right. they, can, they can uh, drink on that. Do you really have that I don't give a fuck mentality when it comes to the rest of the locker room? Like, I'm going to do what I have to do, and if you can't keep up with me, then screw you? Um, I wouldn't say screw you. I just don't care. Like, if you're not going to elevate yourself to get on my level, then, you know, keep keep talking shit. You could keep talking about me, talk to me. I, I don't care. I want to be the best of the best. So then the best of the best step up and, and get in line and let's wrestle. If you want to talk, talk, that's fine. But then you're going to be wasting your time talking in the locker room when I'm out there being a star and getting better every single week. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.